0: You're now listening to the Black Oni Podcast.
1: Welcome, everyone, to today's show. Hi, hello, how are you all? My name is Black Oni, I am the host of the Black Oni podcast and I'm joined today by the one and only, the man himself, the podcasting legend, Uriah, Andrew Alliance. Yo, what's up man? How
0: the hell (laughs) are you doing? Uh, I'm good, I'm good, Uh, thank you for for the opportunity to come chat with you man, for sure. Exhausted, thrilled, um, you know, happy, you know, all all the things. Um, it, it's been it's been interesting the last couple of weeks for sure, man. Yeah, and you know, for those of you who don't know,
1: uh, Andrew just launched a new book called Pasta Pasta Podcasting. What you should know. Your pasta sounds good right now, bro. I have not had food or <laughs> coffee yet, so you just go to <laughs> Just don't mind me. I am on my yeah. own struggle bus for the day. But, you know, I have you to hold it down to make sure this doesn't derail too We're much.
2: Good.
1: <laughs> um, podcasting, what you should know. Um, yeah. The first thing that you all should know is that I'm a goofy motherfucker.
0: <laughs> and- it's good, man. We're roll, we rolling with it. It's good, man. Yes. So before
1: we get into everything else and into our icebreaker and all that good stuff, Uh, Where can people go to to find more of what you do, including where they can go to check out your book?
0: Yeah, for sure. So right now, Twitter and IG is is probably the best spots right now. Uh, I am adding more things to the blog. So Twitter would be Uriah, which is U-R-I-Y-Y-A. Once again, that's Uriah, U-R-I-Y-Y-A. So Twitter has all the information for the book. Uh, It's uh, also pinned uh, with the pinned tweet. And I have a link tree there as well, you know, for any information about, you know, the, I did a trailer for the book as well, which is pinned. Uh, so, yeah, um, most of that stuff is there. Nice. Make sure you go give Uriah some love.
1: Please, 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 please. Tell him only sent you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. All the love, man. Uh, definitely get yourself a copy of the book. Check out his podcast. He's always making content, always spitting that knowledge um, he's someone that I've known for a long time now, and I'm fortunate enough to have had the opportunity to collaborate with you on a, on a handful of occasions. So, uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of this podcast and whatever else we decide to do together. i uh, moving forward too. absolutely. Absolutely. Hell yeah. So, uh, now that we've kind of gotten the formalities out of the way, let's just jump right into our icebreaker. I love that. I love that. <laughs> Now, I feel like the holidays are a really wonderful time to come together with family, with friends, mm-hmm. and to kind of reconnect with the world. When you're not working, you just kind of like, all right, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, you know, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whichever um, holidays, you know, people at home are celebrating. It's a good time to kind of reconnect and reset before the new year starts. I find it's a really great time to, to catch up on movies or shows that I've just been itching to get to at one point or another. What was the best thing that you watched or saw, uh, whether it's a show or a movie or you know even a live stream, even a,
0: a YouTube video, what was the best thing that you saw during the break? Well, during the break, if I wasn't hanging out with family or trying to figure that out, I think mm-hmm. I was listening to a lot of conversations on, on Clubhouse. I don't think I was watching a lot of shows um, as much as I love documentaries and, and the things that it offers for what we consider factual things. If the documentary does, you know, their homework or whatever, mm-hmm. that, that particular team. I think I've just been listening to what like what people are really into the last couple of weeks, especially leading up to to the launch of, of the book, which I, I know we're going to talk about, but I think that's been like a core focus. Like, what are people talking about? What, what's the, the pain points uh, for them? And it's like, I get excited for research. So when I'm not like doing stuff with, with family, I'm researching, understanding, you know, I've always been fascinated with human behavior, which is part of my story uh, growing up and stuff like that, which I didn't realize at the time I was actually studying people to better understand how to communicate And stuff like that So that's always been a fascination for me um, So if I'm not gaming Or hanging out with fam I'm probably doing some kind of research Or prepping for what may be the next thing You know, because we have to release products we want, we want things to live on When we go When we get out of here, right? Mm-hmm. And I think um, from the existential standpoint I've been thinking a lot about that The last couple of weeks That makes a lot of sense you know, I've,
1: I don't want to say I've been, I don't want to get too dark, but I've also been thinking about that and what, what more I need to be doing within reason because. Yeah,
0: I mean, so, so like, let's just, you know, get into it, right? Mm -hmm. You leave here and you have like a whole bunch of podcasts you've done. You've done a whole bunch, I've done a whole bunch, right? Mm -hmm. People will listen to that for like 24 to 48 hours. If you put out any music tracks, they'll probably check that out, 24 to 48 hours. You do comic book stuff, they'll check it out for about a week, maybe, cry that you're, you're no longer here. Then what? Mm-hmm. Then what happens, mm-hmm. right? And I think that when you look at people that pass away, the things that people tend to do after, long after they're gone, is the manuscripts they leave behind. Think about all the documents that we look at now that those individuals are no longer here. Your Dale Carnegie's, et cetera, et cetera. You can go down the list. We're not watching necessarily videos of Dale Carnegie, but we're still reading How to Influence and Influence People. Everybody's mm. reading that, right? Mm. So I think that when I was thinking about, okay, so what's the next thing? Yes, I've done a lot of podcast episodes since 2009, but what's the next thing? We could do videos in shorts, but shorts, the attention span is short. 30 right? seconds to so so a
1: minute. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so what's next, right? Yeah. So the, the next thing would be either a documentary about what you've done, Right. Especially, you know, you've done the comic book and stuff like that. And if it's not the documentary. It's going to be some kind of manuscript to leave behind. Right. Or a whole bunch of them. If you just your pen don't stop. Right. Yeah. So I think that those are the things that, you know, I started thinking about. And and I do have some other things I'm thinking about writing. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them are a little bit darker. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, so we'll see. We'll, We'll see.
1: Well, I'm excited to to know what that means. I'm excited to see see more of this, <laughs> yeah. you
0: know? Pretty dark, pretty yeah. dark. And yeah. the dates were important for me too. Like dates were important. So I released the book on my birthday. Um, you know, I had some, and the thing to association, we talk about that all the time. You have to watch who you're hanging out with and all that stuff. And it's extremely important because I did more in the first 20 days of this year than I did in fourth quarter last year, 2022, to prepare for the book, right? And I think, when I, when I look back at it is really who was around me and uplifting me, encouraging me, but like, okay, you know, this is the time. It was supposed to come out December of last year, mm. right? Mm-hmm. But I was like, all right, so Christmas would have been dope, but yeah. I'm like, all right, what's the next one? Well, my birthday is January 19th, so let's just push it for that. Lost sleep, all that stuff, but at the end of the day, um, I'm excited for, for, for what came out with the product um it's it's something that i never thought would happen mm-hmm. right and it's just just based on the fact that like growing up like i struggle with english so seeing going from that to podcast to writing something it's um it feels pretty good man it feels pretty good hell yeah we'll get into the details about of that as well um because a lot of people
1: don't fully think about or understand the the stuff that happened before you see who you see today, right? The stuff that people told you on your journey and the things that you learned and picked up. Um, Everyone just assumes that, oh, he wrote this book. He's always known how to write and connect with people. And that's not always the case. Um, So I'm excited to delve into that. Um, Before we do that, I want to talk a little bit about what I watched over the uh, break, which surprised me actually which was black Adam.
0: Okay. I saw that too. Yeah. And uh, it was good.
1: It was, it was. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so confused and a little bit frustrated at the world because so many people, you know, in the forums or even when you're streaming or, you know, online, wherever it's like, man, that movie was trash, 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 trash. Everyone's so excited and happy to call something bad. And and, you know, my my only complaint about that movie, only real complaint is that it's in its own vacuum again. And not to spoil anything for people who didn't see it already, but like there are hints and, and ties to the rest of the DC universe DC at large. World. Yeah. And none of it matters, as you all know, mm. like Dwayne Johnson is out for he's not he's, he's not returning to be Black Adam Um, based on what they've publicly said about that. Um, And it just, it frustrates me because I love Marvel movies. I love like the fact that so many of them are interconnected. So many of them, you can watch on their own, but they have some ties to the rest of the story at large. And like DC had maybe two or three movies that did that and everything Mm. else is just kind of like its own shit. And it frustrates me that like, at every turn, they, they, they have a little bit of an attempt to, to tie things together and then they find some way to like ruin it again. And it happens
0: over and over and over and over again. So do you think that's going to change with DC? Because I, I know that's been a long standing conversation in terms of like how they're telling stories and how their stories are developing and how the characters go from, you know, one movie to another. Do you think that they'll ever get to a place where uh, things do connect like Marvel does or? It feels like they're trying to do that now,
1: and the fact that they, they fired Henry Cavill, or rather he's not returning to reprise his role as Superman, even though he left The Witcher to do that, also a very frustrating thing to witness from the sidelines. Um, it does seem like they are trying to reboot the entire um universe using batman the robert pattinson batman as a basis or foundation for that so it seems like they are trying to do that which is probably why henry won't be returning because they you know he already had his scuffle with the previous batman and so then to have him be the superman for this batman would be a little weird because he's also older and you know more advanced in the storyline so i'm assuming that they're bringing in a younger kal-el to complement the younger um Batman and, and kind of batman the the Batman was more so like a I've been doing this for a little while, I got my gear, I got my right. information and equipment, and so like I'm in the midst of it. they're probably going to do the same thing with superman it's It's just frustrating to like not be I'll, there I'll
0: watch it whatever it is i'll watch it yeah to me to me, like I know that the business of the things have to be handled for sure, right but but I think I'm still going to watch it. I did enjoy Black Adam for for what it was. I didn't expect it to be that good in my you know in my opinion. But I didn't have anything to really compare it to. Right, right, right. And for individuals, and, and that's the thing. I'm 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 at a place now. I, I don't pay attention to what people say about movies anymore. Yeah. I just want to go in and just watch it for myself, and then determine if you know I enjoyed it or not. Right. Mm-hmm. And Black Adam was pretty good. Yeah.
1: I agree. I, I, had a, I had a great time watching it. Uh, I watched it with my wife, my mom, and grandma. And, like, my mom and grandma loved The Rock. So they were like, let's watch it now. <laughs> and, of course, you know, the, that little sound in the back is like, yeah, people are trashing this movie. I'm like, you know what? Let's just watch the movie and see how
0: it is. And right. we all enjoyed it. Right. Because it sets the wrong expectation if you're you're going in with that, man. So I'm mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. It was, it was really good. It was surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. And because of how you went in with what people were saying.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It surprised me too. Um, especially because like, I, again, I won't ruin anything, but the story elements, I was going to oh, I wasn't expecting that. Okay. I'm here for this. Um, that, that's all I can really say about it. Like people, I, yeah, I, like, I like what like are people's he's, expectations? it's come movies? a long
2: way.
0: Yes. Like, He's not like a new actor, no, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, come on, come on, guys! You're like, he's, he's not he's new. working out here. Like, he's been working out here. You kidding me? Right. Exactly.
1: It's it's so weird how how I don't know what do people want like
0: what else could they they should go make it <laughs> right. right right go go make it see if what it's, it's like if it's that easy you know go make it it's just it's so easy to just like talk about it, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, podcast. You know, I could do a podcast just like Black Oni. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. See what that's like. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know.
1: See what that's like. <laughs>
0: that's what it is, man. People talk a lot. They just don't realize how much work goes into like what what we do, right? Mm-hmm. Like even I was I was sharing some uh, something with someone recently. The individuals that have gone into, like, a broadcasting studio pre, like, you know, vaccines and all that stuff, I'll Mm -hmm. say it that way.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, there was this um, elitist attitude for the individuals that went into, like, the broadcasting studios versus the individuals that did the stuff at home, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But when the vaccine stuff hit, what happened? Everybody, everyone had to stop the same, right? <laughs> everyone right? had to sit their ass down. <laughs> yeah, you got. You have to get humble to the fact that oh, so you mean to tell me they're not just sitting in a spare bedroom and then just like there's actually things that you have to do to prepare for this? Yeah, there's actually things you have to do to prepare, right? So I think that it's it's like. You, you have to try it for yourself and then you have a better appreciation for, for things, for sure. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll tie that into the book as well, because um, I'm sure there were a bunch
1: of things that, that kind of changed when, when writing the book, too. For sure. Um, before we get into that, I want to know what you've
0: been playing so lately uh it's always destiny right Mm. it's always destiny um marvel's avengers oh wow okay uh, yes over over the christmas break took a lot of my time which i'm surprised it's really good funny that you say that they did recently announce that they're going to stop doing updates for uh march i think that was Uh, a recent announcement (laughs) uh for that but in terms of i think september Mm -hmm. is the um is the last thing i heard Right, right. And in September, it's like, you, you won't be able to purchase it online. Oh, You will be able to purchase March, yeah. the game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so I think that game has, you know, surprised me because it launched with a lot of bugs. A lot of folks were, were like, hey, you know, things are breaking up, a lot of glitches and stuff like that. Constantly. So getting to play it in December was like, okay, wow, this is, this is really good. And I remember Marvel Avengers and Arcade, right? Mm. So it's like, I think about a game like that. And, and we're, we're really spoiled because a lot of these games have updates. But back in the day, man, the Arcade, you'd go, you'd play that game the same way over and over. And that's you wouldn't word. really get any updates on that. You, you'd give it a lot of quarters over time. <laughs> <Yeah>. But <laughs> that's the game that you played, right? Mm-hmm. So I think to have the game where, you know, it's a, a jump in, jump out type of co-op, you know, multiplayer experience, um, it's it's really good. I really enjoyed uh, Marvel Avengers for sure. But Destiny, I kind of took a break on it because uh, even this past um, week and a half, I heard that there was a bug that was erasing your main characters. So I was like, "Are you I'm talking about, about in, in Destiny? In. Yeah, in Destiny, right? So I'm like, I'm not logging in and having my hunter disappear. You right. know, because hunter is the best class, of course. Right? I mean, hunter you gang, know? hunter gang." <laughs> so that's a gang for sure, right? So, so those are those are the main two, uh, and and some stuff on on G Cloud just to check it out, and you know, shout out to Logitech G. Yeah, yeah. Lot of tech. Logitech. Logitech G. <laughs> <Shout out> to- <laughs> hey, I lost my mic, man. Can I have yours? <laughs> hey, man, listen. Little, you look like you got the
1: same one as me over there. Hold on, let
0: me, let me look right right here for the people. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right. So, so yeah, it's been fun, man. It's been fun. It's been fun for sure.
1: Wait, let me ask you this. Um, I used to play this game religiously, um, uh, specifically when I used to make more content over on on Meta Gaming. Uh, Titan, there, yeah, I see you, audio lover, Titan gang. I see you. Um, you, you mentioned drop in, drop out co op. Did they finally yeah. add like drop
0: in, drop out, or is it just like people can just join? Yeah, well, I at the think beginning? that's that's w- that's how I say it, which is which is. Extremely incorrect. Right? Okay.
2: <laughs> but you you go to the lobby,
0: right? People join your lobby. You you know names pop up, and mm-hmm. then then you you join in the experience. Drop in, drop out. Uh, for when I think of that was, I go back to like the Castle Crashers days. Yes, right? because yes. when Castle Crashers first released, it had a major issue with multiplayer drop-in, drop-out, which kind of like made the game stale a little bit until Mm -hmm. they actually fixed that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you have, um, you know, Turtles, the recent one, Mm Shredder's Revenge. Mm -hmm. I think that's more, you know, uh, drop-in, drop-out co-op type. But, uh, but yeah, but, but for the technical individuals who will be listening to this lady, be like, how dare he say this? This is so wrong. (laughs) Okay.
1: All right. Just slow down. All right. Relax. Relax. We're good. Listen, we're on your side. We are also very frustrated with the fact that this game still doesn't have, like, I'm going to be doing a write-up of (laughs) the Avengers. I was going, I was planning on doing one because I was just thinking about the game recently. And I was like, I haven't played it in like literally a year. And it's really good, man. They did so many things well in the game, but the things that they didn't do well were were big and they never addressed them or fixed them mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. even talked about them. Like the game launched we'll get into it more later, but the one thing no, I'll say I right mean,
0: now, we we could talk about, it. we could talk about it because yeah. the, the thing that I got with it, I'm at I'm using Iron Man and I'm at like one twenty, maybe give okay. or take. Yeah. I, yeah so after a while it's like what is the purpose of my life (laughs) yeah right what am i doing yeah in in this world right like what is the pursuit so Mm -hmm. so when you play games like i know we mentioned destiny a lot it's like because destiny has done a lot of things wrong but a lot they've done right yes right So, so because of that it's like yes i could continue building my character I can try different builds. You could probably do that in Marvel's Avengers as well. As well. But the state of the game now, it's like, okay, so, so, so what do we do next though? Mm-hmm. There's no competitive play in that game. You're just playing with other individuals as a team to finish whatever the last thing is and then grab the loot. It is a looter you know, uh, game. Mm -hmm. So if you love looters, you're going to enjoy that. Your warframes, your destinies, your, you know, all those, those type of games. But after a while, it's like, what's the purpose? Like, you know, for, for destiny, even if you don't play the main game anymore, if you jump into, uh, like co-op, if you jump into competitive, Mm -hmm. I'm going to trash this person. There's a goal. Yeah. There's right. always something to work then, towards. Right. There's always a goal. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think that's the thing. It's like you can only play it in spurts, Marvel's Avengers. Mm-hmm. And after that, it's like, all right, cool. I'm going to take a break and then maybe come back to it a couple of days later. Yeah. My my biggest uh, criticism with this
1: game are just the, the fact that they just sat on so many things for so long. So mm-hmm. um, there was a loadout. I, I, you probably noticed this. Uh, there's a loadout button at the top left whenever you're looking at your character and you're looking at your mm-hmm. stats. There's a little loadout button at the top left. And if you press triangle on PlayStation, if you press triangle, it it says you're supposed to be able to access it. You do that, and it literally does nothing. Mm. That has been there since day one, and they have still not added the ability to, like, have preset loadouts. So, like, if, for example, you're going to this one area where, you know, it's not really a big deal because the enemies don't matter that much in this game, like they do in Warframe or Destiny. But... um, you could you could be able to change what weapons or, or what gear you were bringing for that. So if you want to use Sonic instead of vibranium as, like, the basis of what you do, um, having the ability to to actually change that on the fly instead of having to look at each individual equipment piece and, like, swap it out every time the match is about to start, that would have right. been a huge quality of life change to, like, make building fun making character builds and doing different things with that fun but they have not like even acknowledged that it's a problem even though it's in the game the loadout section it's there it's just right. inaccessible and it's been like that since three years ago <laughs> like yeah it's in so there's, there's stuff like that there's stuff like the fact that there isn't really you mentioned that you're like level 120 right now you ever yeah I think the maximum level now is like 170 or 175 or something like that. To even get to 150, you have to do the raid. But in Mm. order to do the raid, it requires you to be level 155. So, in order to access the raid, you have to be at least level 150. But the recommended level is 155 so that you can actually kill enemies and participate and be a part of the team. But... They scale it to 155, so you're always at a disadvantage every time you start a raid until you get mm. your gear score to 155 and beyond. And then, to make matters worse, mm. <laughs> the gear that you're getting to make yourself stronger, the gear from the raids, is not great, like, oftentimes. I found when using Black Widow, Black Panther, or Thor, especially the gear that I was getting from these raids were, were like objectively and statistically and like ability wise worse than what
0: I was using to get there.
1: So, so you almost
0: so you almost like discouraged and even like wanting to play the game a little bit.
1: And then yeah. I don't know if you did the Omega level threat yet, but like that battle, unless you have a very specific
0: type of build, is is unbearable. It's it's a horrible fight, but here, but the thing that keeps me coming back to the game, the sounds of mm. the game, sound right? design is excellent. The sound design, excellent. Is, is yeah, is incredible. And so I have to give them that. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're playing Iron Man and and you know flying around and doing the stuff, it's it feels like you're playing pretty, Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: it's really it's really dope. Yeah, it's pretty dope. Like it's I, pretty dope. I imagine that this game was going to be a lot like third-person, very tactile version of uh, Ultimate Alliance. Mm. And I felt like it it was so close to being that. If only they just listened to the community and then moved with that. Like, we... Not just myself, but many other people playing the game, many people on the forums, many people communicating to them on social media, like told them what kind of stuff we all wanted. Content creators were making videos about things that they wanted to see, and we saw mm. nothing. Nothing, yeah, that like no direct um, implementation based on feedback. And I, what do you
0: think happened? I,
1: you know, my biggest guess uh, is speculation chat, so I don't know anything. You know, I did go to a behind closed doors like um, presentation for this game, so I was extremely invested in this game from the very beginning. Like they they put me on to be like behind closed doors, asking questions and like making suggestions and seeing what the game was like, and then all that stops. Like there was no other communication or any other kind of QA or testing that happened externally. So, a that's one of the things they they got right. us there to show us it, but basic, basically to talk at us, not
0: necessarily to um, take feedback or suggestions or. So it looks like they wanted to the feedback to make changes, but it didn't feel like they were actually going to make changes. The thing is, the the, the presentation behind closed doors thing that I went to was
1: more so like they had teased the game at E3, and then it was PAX West um where they were like hey we want to show you what the game looks like um and it's just some very basic stuff and like it lets you play the very intro section um and then you know we'll we'll also talk to you about the other stuff that we're doing behind the scenes to make this game come alive so the game wasn't out yet so Mm -hmm. to be fair like they have a vision for what they want the game to be they release it and then usually the next stage is like all right like let's let's improve and change based on feedback based on what players actually want. They didn't do that part. So they didn't do that part. Um, I don't wanna blame Disney for everything, but I'm pretty sure (laughs) that this also came down to a Disney, like, you gotta do it this way, you gotta do it that way. These are our characters, these are our babies, so that it has to be like this. Can't mess that up. Something as simple as gear, right? Like how, I'm, I'm showing a snippet of Black Widow like messing people up right now. You know, you have. uh, Whenever you pick up gear, you have. um, uh, You have a belt. You have a vest. You have the bracelets, and then you have uh, something else. And those are all give you different stats and modifiers for your characters. But you don't see those things on your character. They're just all kind of fluff in the background. You know it's there because Yo, you put man, it on. I'm,
0: I'm looking at your 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 show right now, man. Yo, it looks it looks dope, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm feeling it, man. This is a video I put out three years ago, bro. <laughs> like, I love is... it. No, I lo- I just love the way you you format everything, man. It's I appreciate it's, it's dope. it. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. And So
1: you can tell based on how I'm talking about, it, like, this was something that I was, I was all in on because I was like, yes, this is perfect. This is going to be so dope. Like imagine being able to change out your cape or your helmet on Thor and like being able to see that on your character. Like, I don't know, dude, there were just so many missed opportunities within this game that it it, it frustrates me so much because they, they, they're so obvious. It's like right there um and especially playing a game like uh marvel's midnight suns i don't know if you've got a chance to
0: play that yet i've seen some some videos for it um i don't know yeah well i don't like turn based games in general i'll tell you that right now but
1: um i am enjoying that game um and a lot of it has to do with uh i've only played for like three hours though so i can't say you know for sure in the long run what it's going to be like but um, what do you like most about it though a, it already has a bunch of characters in it, so like that's already a big, a big difference. Like Avengers has what now nine characters, um, mm. and that's over the course of three years of development. Of course, uh, Mar- Midnight Suns has like thirteen. So it's okay. like, okay. how did we get here? Like, why do we still not have characters that we really? We have some, you know, Iron Man's there, Black Panther's there, Spider Man's there if you are on PlayStation, but like, you know, Captain Marvel was hinted at in the game since launch and we have no indication that she's going to even be in the game anymore. Same hmm. with She-Hulk, there were, there were leaks and the voice actor accidentally said something on social media regarding her involvement in the project. Still, I still need to watch that. Still nothing, I haven't seen She-Hulk either, but there's yeah. um, still nothing on that. We just got Bucky, but that was after, you know, after releasing another two Hawkeyes who play almost identically. And then another Thor who had no story importance, and no, and she didn't even come out at the same time as Love and Thunder. So like whatever was happening in the pipeline of like making this all come together, the timing, the selection of characters, the it's a lot. There were so many elements that that caused this game to fail.
0: That if they had just paid attention, do you think it failed? Like how how we. Um, with marvel yes I finding do. that these days i
1: do think it failed because the intention of the game was to be a live service experience that people came back to over and over again that they would continuously update that they would have continuous character releases and hints like of anthem? new story <laughs> yes <laughs> anthem failed as well um because its goal was to do the same thing but it didn't and right, right, right. It, it, it had all these pitfalls leading up to it now I think the big difference is that, um, you know, to give give Crystal Dynamics credit and Flowers especially, um, most people who bought the game like played through the story mode and were like, Yes, this is is really cool. All right, what's next? Um, a lot of people who bought Anthem like played through maybe a quarter of it, half of it, and was like, Mm. fuck This, like, I don't want to play this anymore. That's what happened to me. Um, and then really the 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 kind of nail in the coffin for this game was the fact that like it happening with the world around them most of the things that they wanted to do beyond what they already did just like never happened And they got rid of their um what's the what's the word um
3: you're gonna have a taste of both not the
1: pipeline they they got rid of their roadmap they had a roadmap they said this was gonna happen this was gonna happen and then none of those things happened
0: so it, it, the roadmap it felt achievable. Did they lose people along the way? Like, because I know typically, you know, some sometimes you'll see people start leaving and, and that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. well, people left for sure. Um,
1: also, we have to remember and get again give them credit. This game launched like right around the time like COVID nineteen was really at its peak. So they were also combating the situation of like, all right, now we have to shift our development methodology of the whole way we do things um while we're figuring out in the world what's even happening so to be fair like that was a huge issue not just for their development but you know for life in general absolutely they never recovered from that and you can you can you can tell looking at the game that like coming out now that are using there was not a lot actually happening in development like things were taking really long to happen like the Black Panther expansion got delayed by like, you know, a half a year. Spider-Man's implementation, which, again, if you played on PlayStation, you saw, yeah, it was fun and cool. But like they didn't really do mm-hmm. anything special when they brought him in. It was just like, hey,
0: here's a new character. Um, yeah. At, at this point, it feels like a chill game. Yes. 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 Yeah. And it's they like, wanted it to be something different. I'm just going to, you know, take some enemies out and then, you know, finish this thing. Maybe do one or two more and and, and that's it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm yeah I love it though
1: yeah I have. A, I had a great time playing the game <laughs> yeah it's, it's all a no game with all the issues Even that it has in
0: the midst of all that
1: yes and that's that's why it breaks my heart because the like the mechanically like there's nothing more satisfying than like I don't know well, there's many things in the game that are but like taking Thor's hammer and pinning someone to the wall. And then having Black Widow come out the cut and shoot someone else over here and then use her electric bite and snap someone and then having Captain America like jump in the air, slam down a shield, give everyone a boost. Like there are moments like that where you're just you see it in
0: action, and you're just like, This is so cool. It is. It, it is. is so cool. It's really good, man. It's like and even though things are ending in terms of like servicing the game, I think that just the the base game is still good. I agree. If there's anyone, uh, I believe they're making the game free,
1: um, or rather, they're making all the cosmetics in the game free, um, starting February. So if you have the game, uh, or if you don't have the game, pick it up because it's super cheap right now. Um, but if you if you have it, log in, get your free cosmetics, and just start playing around, and, and don't and, and just pretend like it, it was never a live
0: service game. You'll have fun with it. You won't keep playing it, but you'll have fun. Right. right. Yeah, you'll definitely have fun with it. And the thing that you mentioned with uh, just adding things to the game or like when I think of Destiny, they recently unlocked like standard mods for individuals to be able to try that out heading into Lightfall, which is February, right? The end of February. And I think that's strategic marketing in so many ways, right? Because Mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah, let them have some fun. They're going to be Back in the game, they're gonna be doing different builds. Easy, they don't have to wait for a mod to unlock for them to get it. And then now it's leading right into you know life fun and whatever they're doing over there. Man, they're coming, they've been playing this game since 13 14. Yes, right, because the beta came out in 13, game came out in 14 and right? it's still going warframe was out earlier than that so mm-hmm. i think warframe and we can't forget even like borderlands inspiring like a lot of these games for what we see right absolutely and they all kind of like you know we we have a lot of good stuff i don't know what happened with the last borderlands it was good i had a great was time it? with it yeah um the uh
1: tiny tina's wonderlands take a moment no no the the borderlands before that oh borderlands three, 3. uh Story wise was not as great as, as the other ones, but <laughs> gameplay wise, phenomenal.
0: So much right. fun. So so, much. so two. So two, and then and then the last, the very very recent one are probably the ones that we're gonna remember, right? Yeah, hundred percent. So, but that's the thing; yeah. they they didn't give up on the
1: game. They didn't give up on their vision of what they could do with it. They they kind of same thing with Warframe. That game launched in a really, really sad state. And it launched in kind of like a beta form. It was free to play. It was free. And they found the way to keep pushing forward. And that's a testament to what the what D, Digital Extremes were willing to do as a development studio. They, they saw Absolutely. their product struggling and they said, all right, what can we do to fix this? So our original idea of what we were doing does not work. We have to pivot. We have to find a way to, to bring people back into the game and have them enjoy it, what can we do? That's the difference. I don't think they did that with, with Avengers. They released the game and said, it's Marvel, it's Disney, you're going to buy it in tough shit if you don't like it. That's yeah, great and, to an
0: extent. And regular updates, too. Right? Yes. Uh, yes. For meaning to your community. Like Warframe, they're always telling you know us what's gonna happen you know you have TennoCon, which happens you know regularly right and all mm-hmm. that so that community is like it's like huge right? yes. <laughs> in so many ways so yes. but they, they've done a great job and they're still and i believe they're still inspiring new games that are considered looter shooter you know fps's um in the genre
3: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: <sighs> enough about avengers i'm gonna cry at this point <laughs> So so, so so guys that was the state of the game for avengers make sure you check it out right that's the video right there honestly <laughs> like
1: I, I might just take this out and then put, make this like the the video i was gonna do before hey it is we got it man it, it breaks my heart um but you know beyond that though there's been a lot of other games that have been um you know, released recently, or that we've come back to. So I mentioned a, a mention a while ago that I just started Midnight Suns, and you know, I'm really enjoying the the variety of the characters. Right? Like, you have Iron Man, you have Doctor Strange, you have magic, you have Ghost Rider, mm. you have all of these characters who some are more obscure, but it's fun to experience those characters because it's like this is something totally different when again sorry i'm gonna say avengers again avengers first two characters were just two different versions of hawkeye and like those are the two like other characters that they released as like hey be excited about our game we have hawkeye and we have hawkeye girl like
0: so see i i don't even because i wasn't even like checking out the game at that time. So they released two Hawkeyes as the beginning characters.
1: As, as like, no, as the next, so as the next like DLC characters where they were like getting people excited about the future of the game, they're like, like all right, yes, cool. Now, our first ever expansion with two brand new characters are exactly the same. And mm. the boss fight you're going to be doing is the Hulk, which is like, mm you're just recycling everything right like even the villain <laughs> like,
0: right right he's
1: in my party right now
0: <laughs> like, how did that, we get here? that's crazy <sighs> like, there's um so you so you, you have that you have you have call of duty oh yes man i've i've i haven't played in like a few weeks but call of duty has been my jam Call of Duty's good, right? Yeah. And I need to see what's happening with Division 2, because I still mm. have a lot of love for Division 2, so I need to Roger check two. out what's happening there.
1: I remember we were, uh, we were jumping on Division 2 at some point, and you were, like, showing me around a little bit, because I had stopped playing for a while and jumped back in.
0: It's, it's an amazing game, too, man. Yeah. Did, did... Rainbow Six, the, the zombie one, I know that's not what it's called, but... Extraction. Ver- extraction, yeah. right? That yeah. one was interesting. And that's the thing, right? Those games, all all those games you just mentioned, Rainbow Six,
1: The Division, those all launched in really poor states, and they Mm. kept grinding and working to make those games better because they believed in the product. They believed that over time, if they kept at it, they listened to feedback, and they kept moving forward, that they would make something good. And they did. Yeah. And so that's kind of like the big lesson I, I hope developers are able to take away from i will say avengers was a failure because even financially and like what they what they wanted the game to sell like it was a failure straight up um i think that should be a lesson to to the publishers specifically um with regards to that i'm sure that crystal dynamics had big plans and visions of what they wanted to do but were told to scale back because of money or
0: scale back because of what disney Mm -hmm. wanted um yeah well well, we did get also during the pandemic, is Sony releasing more games towards the PC side of things? Yes, right. Yes. So, so that's a win. That's a win for it's everybody. A huge win. You know, I know the folks who love exclusivity are going to have an issue with that, but yes, we we want to play the games too. Yes, you know? yes, we do. <laughs>
1: and so, Sony wants people to yeah. buy a PlayStation, so they're going to make it available yeah. on PlayStation and PC, similar to how Halo wasn't on PlayStation. So, mm. you know. I, <laughs> You know the forms get a little crazy, N4G and all that. Um, At the end of the day, these are businesses, right? Like they need to they need to make money, but they need to make good products,
0: right? So, so speaking of making money and good products, right? That controller is is making its round on on media. The PlayStation controller, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it looks really good. It It looks really good. Um, And for individuals who are paying attention to controllers. You know, Razer has theirs, mm-hmm. you know, coming out very soon. If it's not out already, I'm not sure, according to the timeline. Victrix has theirs, right? The Pro BFG, which uh, I've talked a lot about in recent in recent uh, weeks, if you will. And, of course, you have, you know, Xbox Series 2, mm-hmm. which people are excited about. Some people like it, you know, some people hate it based on what's been happening. So, And the reason I bring that up is because, like, the modules that you're going to be able to switch out for the Sony... Uh, the new pro controller. I'm just going to say that. I don't remember the name right now. DualSense That's Edge. That's going to bring them. It's a Sense Edge. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Uh, I'm right. showing the people the video of it. Right. That controller, right, is going to make even more money mm-hmm. after the initial release because you're going to be able to replace the modules, even though some companies are taking it uh, to a place where you don't have to get stick drift over time. Right. Mm-hmm. You're... Gilly kits and you know those companies 8 bit do a uh, dreamcast then have stick drift because they were using um you know the the sticks that don't do that right yeah so I think that we're at a place now where Sony's gonna make money regardless right they're gonna make money off of individuals getting stick drift and replacing those modules paying whatever it is what $20 yeah uh, for whatever yeah so it's like do you do you cure the, I'm just gonna say it this way: Do you cure the disease, or do you just keep prescribing things that'll help, like fix it for a little bit, right? Yeah, it's, it's a big business. I have to say it that way. Yeah, so, you know I'm saying, no one gets
1: offended. I'm not sure anybody's feelings. The hope is right? that they don't do shit like that, but it means sometimes do they cure, it? or do you? Right? Yeah, I'll,
0: I'll just leave it there. I'll, I'll just leave it there.
1: Well, all right. So I, I assume that if you had a chance to check this out um, already, that there's not a lot you can say about it.
0: No, my thing is like, I don't have it, right? Okay. okay. I do have the Pro BFG, which which I love. I think Pro BFG strikes the right balance between uh, everything you need um, and you don't realize you need it until you actually use the controller, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it doesn't have vibration and people are like, well, I need my controller to vibrate. And I'm like, yeah, do you really, though? Because mm-hmm. if you're playing FPS and you're trying to aim and you're trying to do certain things, you don't want, right? Yeah, right, <laughs> exactly, you don't want that, right? So I think that's like, well, you're just making a case for it because you, you got the control sent for free. No, that's, but nobody wants vibration when they're playing something super precise, right? Hmm. So so I think that there's that, but what if you're not playing something super precise and there's the conversation that surrounds that, right? Yeah. So, so I think that... um No, I don't have the PlayStation uh, DualSense Edge. Um, I want all the controllers. I'll be clear. Yeah. Any company that's like, hey, do you want to check it out? Yeah, I'm down for that. But no, I don't have that one. It looks really good. Um, I still want the original um, PlayStation 5 controller. I think it's a dope controller. Me too. Uh, Do I want um, a controller that's going to have stick drift uh, later? I don't. I think the only one I've experienced that in my last, I would say, decade of gaming would be the C40 by Astro, mm. uh, but they had replacement modules for it. I have not had, you know, any other stick drift issues outside of the C40 mm-hmm. in the last 10 years, which is great. That's really, which that's is a great, great track you record. You know what I'm saying? So my so PS4 yeah. controller so had a that place. a little
1: bit. Well, one of my first ever PS4 controllers. Um, but other than that, I hadn't. I also haven't had any kind of issues in the last 10 years with controllers. So
0: Yeah. Yeah and, and most of the most of it you wouldn't right so if you had the dreamcast it had the hall effects ps3 had hall effect type the mm-hmm. kid has hall effects and i think that that's 8bit due for their premium controller has hall effects and i think that's the nature uh, of that's that's where we're going right mm-hmm. and companies are trying to decide well if they buy one and done are they still going to remain in our ecosystem so now if we fix if we give the cure mm-hmm. for the stick drift how are they still going to remain in our ecosystem? So that's what, that's the next thing, right? Mm -hmm. So a do is like, well, we know you love our controllers. So we're going to give you one controller that has the standard stuff. And then one controller that has the hall effects. And then, you know, we know you love it. You're going to keep coming back. Right. Mm -hmm. But PlayStation is like, okay, well we did it for the PS three, but right now we, you know, PS four, I don't know what they did for PS four, but I still love my PS four controller. PS five, Beautiful controller, don't have it, but I've heard great things about that. Also, oh, you don't have a regular PS5 controller, the, huh? Oh, so, so you don't
1: have a PS5 controller? I do not. Interesting. Okay, I think you're gonna. I, I think you're really not. gonna like I it. One, yeah. Yeah.
0: I still want one though. Yeah,
1: yeah. Still want one though. Hey, right? Sony, you so listening? To,
0: get pro. Get my guy a controller right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yesterday, <laughs> send that shit. It's, it's a it's a dope controller, and I think the 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 reason why I didn't make such a big push for it is because I like asymmetrical. Okay, gotcha. So I usually use that, right? Because I, I fell in love, if you will, with that format for you know for the Xbox side of things. So asymmetrical mm-hmm. has been you know something I enjoyed. But mm-hmm. I hear I hear amazing you know conversations surrounding the PlayStation Five controller. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so so do you fix the cure? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the thing. That's a business. That's a big business decision, right? Yeah, that's honestly how
1: how a lot of the the. Medis- medical industry kind of moves right now. Right. It's like, mm, we can
3: make right. a lot more money. Do you money give them if the we cure
0: can... or do you just treat them? Prescribes. you treat it?
3: Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It is
1: um, very frustrating to, to have borne witness to that. Um, I have a cousin who entered the pharmaceuticals industry and he noticed mm. a few things about that. And he was like, mm. we have data backing this as a cure, yet we're still giving people this as a prescription to treat it. Take with Why? that what you will, people listening to the podcast, but um, you know, there's, right. there, there, be, be very careful with words here, because words are extremely important, right? They so. are. Do your research, everyone. Um, you know, even, even down to EVs and how we're seeing the shift in electronic vehicles being pushed as much as they are. Um it's a beautiful thing to finally see that happen but uh we've had EVs since I was in middle school mm. <laughs> since I was I was a wee lad we've had uh access to uh nitrogen uh what was it the nitrogen cells like I was researching that stuff when I was like 12 mm. so this technology has been here for an extremely long time but the reason why this stuff is picking up and being pushed now is because now companies are getting tax incentives. They're getting additional money for moving towards EVs as part of their lineup. And so that's why you're seeing so many American makers making EVs now and bringing all that to the United States is because, you know, I I don't mind getting political on the, on the podcast. So um, this administration has made that a priority for them Mm. in order to hydrogen fuel cells. Yes. Hydrogen fuel cells have been a thing since I was like 12, not nitrogen, hydrogen. Um, But they're, they're making that push now because there's, there's money behind it. You know, they've always had the ability. They've always said, Oh, we can't bring manufacturing over to the U S because it'll be too expensive. Oh, we Mm. can't make EVs a standard because there's no way to physically, uh, you know, get people to change over. Oh, we can't, get enough resources to to make EV charging stations as common as gas stations. They're doing it. They're doing it at record paces right now because they're getting a little extra money for it. They're
0: pretending yeah, like they never have the ability. Money, man. You know that's how it is. That's the game. <sighs>
1: it's frustrating. But we're here, you know. We're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's got, talk, yeah. Let's talk about a little bit of uh, since we talk about doing it, we here, you know, doing all the things. We're here. Let's circle back to the book. Yeah. Uh cuz I have a bunch of questions about it. Now, I haven't read the book yet,
0: um but I will be
1: doing so at one point or another.
0: And Yeah, I'll send it to you, man. Just uh send me your your Kindle address and we'll we'll make it happen. I appreciate that. That's what's up. Yeah, for sure.
1: And I I I think you already have one of my comic book, but if you don't, I'll send that to you too. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. Um so I've had you on the podcast before for anyone who's just joining and hasn't seen before, but um, I imagine there's going to be new people listening to this. So g- give us a little backstory about like who you are and, you know, what you do, why you do type of thing.
0: Yeah, so for sure, um, can go in different places here. So my name is Andrew, been creating content since 09, right? Uh, I'm Haitian. Okay, so my first uh, beginning of, of schooling was in Haiti first. Then um I was born in America. Right. But my initial schooling was in Haiti, uh, came to America about fifth grade, sixth grade. Uh, and during that time, because I spent a lot of time in Haiti, I struggled with um, proficiency in the English language. Right. So uh, getting into middle school without that that'd be that right around that time. You know, you get bullied for stuff like that. People pay pay attention to how you speak. You know, they crack jokes about stuff like that. And when you look at it later, you're like, man, this was this was an interesting time. Right. Just growing up and thinking like you have best friends, then they turn on you because you're not a cool kid because you can't speak properly and all those things. Right. So I think for me during that time, uh, realizing it now more than ever, going home to watch TV was a masterclass for me to learn how people communicated. Mm-hmm. So whether it was, you know, the Thundercats watching things like that, or the Turtles movie I had on repeat for so many years, the the original Turtles movie, you know, the 90s version, or all the sitcoms that we watched during that time, your different uh, strokes, or Family, uh, matters. Family Matters, Charles in Charge, You know, who's the boss, right? You go down the list of all the different shows. shows. And then you go to like the soap operas. You go to Guiding Light, The Young and the Restless, right? All My Children. All all My Children. General Hospital. General Hospital. Right. (laughs) Right?
1: bringing me back,
0: bro. (laughs) Bro. (laughs) Bro. If if the actor was great, you learn from that, Mm -hmm. right? If the actor, you know, was subpar, you learn from that too, right? So I think for me during that time, I was like watching and and just studying those things, not realizing that it would become an obsession later on, right? So you fast forward maybe 2004, give or take, right? I started listening to a lot of podcasts during that time. And I was like, man, you know, these shows are great, you know, gaming shows, tech shows or whatever. And between 2004 and 2009, consumed a lot of shows. And I was like, you know what? 2009, I was like, I think it's time. I think I want to do a show. I believe that I can do it. I want to do my own stuff, and I launched the show radio on my wife's birthday, right, nice. 2009. So that's how that came about, and then from there, it's just you know learning the craft. I started on Block Talk Radio, uh, that was a good platform. So from Block Talk Radio, I went from there to Lipson, which I'm still using Lipson uh, today, and that's that's a lot of years, and then somewhere between episode uh, 300 and 340 Daniela came onto the scene, right? Miss DJM, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, cool human being on the internet, you know, supporting, making comments, you know, on, on my, my content. I'm like, she's pretty cool, you know? And then during that time I was looking for, um, you know, co host I wanted somebody that I could build with, right. And just have conversations with on a regular basis. I had, I did try that in the past, but it just didn't work out. So, you know, as you know, like the format that we have is like, you start off by yourself, then you start doing uh, different content on the platform, then you start inviting guests, then you try to get co-hosts, then you do roundtables, and then you go from there, right? So that's typically the process. And somewhere between episode zero and maybe a hundred and something, you find your voice, whatever that means for you, right? Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. how you speak on the mic, you know how you present content or whatever, yeah. and then then you move on, right? So 340 is when she actually came on and I was like, Hey, you know, I love what we got. Right. We have a great relationship and I didn't want to lose her to somebody else. Right. I was like, if, if I, in my mind, if I, I was like, if I lose you to somebody else, you know, I'd feel bad about, this was a great opportunity for me to just make a decision and not be selfish, believing that I'm the only person that can create the show radio. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's selfish in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways, because, her voice, I mean, she's a genius, right? She's, she doesn't say it, but she is, right? And yes. the fact that, you know, I'm able to, to create with her is like, is an honor in so many ways, right? So she came on at 340 and we're at 630 something Woo! right now. Love it. Right? Love it. Right? Still going, you know, still going strong. And, and you know, we, it's, it's weird, man. It's like, we don't argue, right? Yeah. It's like, it's like the perfect, the perfect co-host, right? Yeah. And, and that's what everybody everybody wants, right? But I think the, the foundation of that is, you know, trust, synergy. Um, you know, even when I'm trying to do stuff with the show, I'm just like, hey, what do you think about this? Um, because she is a big part of it as well, not just me, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that kind of brings us to, to present day. Uh, the podcast is still going strong. I do have some other shows out there that are kind of like dormant right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am considering my own show, the Andrew Alliance podcast, just like a society and culture kind of conversation. You could talk about anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show radio is primarily tech gaming and entertainment. So we keep it, you know, focused on that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's been, it's been a, it's been a long ride, man. We've seen E3s. We've seen that change. We've seen different events. We've seen PAXs. We've, yeah. We've seen all those things at the end of the day. I'm I'm just grateful that um, I have the great relationship that I have with her and the show is still, going strong so yeah dude of honestly like it's it's
1: so refreshing to hear that and also just you know you mentioning e3 and um you know how we met in person you know shout out to uh andrea Um, absolutely man she she was a driving force for uh, me meeting a lot of people um and a lot of people that i still keep in touch with regularly to this day so um unfortunately uh you know, she, she passed. Yeah, um, man. And that, that really hurt because, you know, we, I I would think about her all the time and reach out and see how she's doing. And there was a time. When she's so, she was so bright. She was glue. just, she was full, the glue. just, yeah, man. So I, I wanted to kind of take a moment to kind of pay respects to her. Um, Cause without her, we wouldn't have met um, at least not when we did uh, mm. at such a pivotal time in both of our, Absolutely. our career. So, um yeah dude like i don't know even even since we just met and and kind of seeing your own growth and seeing the show continue and and meeting you know Daniela and uh, all that has just been such an enriching experience so i can totally understand you know why you feel the way you do about about her having um you know such
0: prevalence on the show Um, yeah man she's she's a g and she's a genius bro like yeah yeah for, for real yeah Yeah. Um,
1: so you kind of talked about how you started podcasting and, and what that was like. Um, could you, could you tell us a little bit about what your first episodes were like in terms of like, you know, you mentioned finding your voice and format and, and, and understanding the, the business and, and the kind of cultural relevance of podcasting. Mm. What was that like for you starting out? Like, what were you feeling and what were, what were the content like?
0: Yeah. So, so the, the first episodes were trash, right? Right? They were, they were hot garbage. (laughs) And, um, but I, I believe that, um, you know, I I would get better, right? You know, it's, it's just putting the reps in the first episodes were, were not that good. It was just me, uh, having conversations about things that I liked at the time. I think during that time, it was heavy in Gears of War stuff, right? So we were doing a lot of conversations around that. But, I mean, they weren't that good. But, no, they were trash. They were trash. But they... Uh, you get worse but credit. But so someone... so you have to start, though. You have to start. You have to start. You have to start. And I think that in that, I was able to start, you know, getting better at my craft and how i delivered information and then i started interviewing some of the individuals who were colleagues in the space right because if you don't have a platform there's a lot of individuals you won't be able to reach mm-hmm. so if you don't start the podcast you can't say hey i'd love to interview you you can't even say that because you don't have a platform for the person to come on
1: like who, who are, are you what do you what do you do
0: like i don't know exactly yeah exactly so i think that even even if you're starting to um interview individuals who you love in the space, you have to start. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that starting out on Block Talk Radio was a great platform because it was a call in type of system. It was a turnkey call-in kind of system, which allowed me to just, you know, understand like how people would call in and try to derail and and have different conversations. So it was, it was a good platform to start on. Once you move off of a platform like that, that is, you know, turnkey to like a Libsyn, which you're uploading, you're doing all the stuff, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're writing all the different things on, on the stuff. So that, that's kind of different. So there's a, a maturation process that takes place from going from a turnkey system to something that you're doing pretty much all the bits and pieces uh, for yourself. So I think that um, the beginning was, was not that great, but it allowed me to learn and get better, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. finding your voice, which you, we which should briefly mention really it's, it's a very interesting thing, which I talk about finding your voice in the book. It's more so, are you willing to accept that you're not that awesome? Mm-hmm. We all believe we're awesome. Right. But our family members knows like different things about us that the world doesn't know. We have, we have a way we present ourselves to the world, right? but yet our family know who we really are. So I think finding your voice, part of that I mentioned in the book is you have to ask the people that really know you, like, what am I really like? And what do you think I should change? And bring a notepad to take notes for that conversation. Because if you're really trying to find your voice and how you're going to present yourself to, to the world, like, are you even likable? Do people want to hang out with you? Right? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a hard like, conversation, that's a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, if they Like if they mention your name, are people like, oh man, they're coming to the party? Mm. Right. That's not what you want. You don't want that ever. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? if That's yeah. how they feel about you coming to the party. Then you have some things that you need to change. Yeah. Right. But if they're like, Oh, they're coming. I didn't even know. You didn't tell me they were coming. Right. Yeah. That's a different thing. Right. Yeah, And I think that depending on the reaction that people get, when someone's name get mentioned, the person's not in the room, that tells you a lot about how they really feel about that person. Now I still have a lot of growing to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect. Now, I understand how to present myself on a microphone and what to say and how the world sees different things because we've spent time doing that, mm-hmm. me and you. we spent time mm-hmm. a- in this world. But but I know what I have to work on, right? I do. It's you know, Sometimes I could be a jerk. Sometimes I could be spiteful. Mm-hmm. I know I have to work on those things personally, right? But at the end of the day, you know, working on them, you, you have to do that. Yeah. You have to, right? We're, we're always working So, a so work I think that for me, finding your voice was around episode like a hundred, I used to say around a hundred because that's when I felt like, Hey, I really am confident. I know what I'm talking about, right? I've done the homework and, and I pride myself in doing a lot of research before creating an episode. Or even if it's a conversation that we were having earlier about the state of the game for Marvel's adventures, like Mm -hmm. I've been playing the game. So I had some information to bring to the table in that conversation Mm -hmm. because I was considering doing a conversation about, the state of the game of Avengers. Right. So I think preparation makes it easier for us to have conversations that we have. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think that we're in good place, but finding your voice is really asking the tough questions, you know, from your family members or those who know you well, not those who are going to be like, Oh, like you're, you're great. You know, you're perfect. Not those individuals, like the people that are going to tell you like, Hey, that was foul. What you just did. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Those are the individuals that you want to go to. And then that will prepare you to get to a place. So, okay. Now I want to do video. Now I want to do, you know, uh, podcast stuff. Mm-hmm. You need honest people in your life. That's a big thing. Gotta, gotta have them. Yeah. Um,
1: so with all the knowledge and experience that you've gained throughout the years, um, that leads me to my next question, which is what made you decide to make this book? Cause it would be one thing to like make an article or, or write a V vi- or do a video about podcasting, but there's a very intentional thing that happens when you're writing a book. Right.
0: What made you decide to do that? So, so there's something that happens and I'm realizing it more. And I know you've seen this too. When you go from like a name on an article to a name for hosting a podcast to author of something, it's, it's a different responsibility. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought it was going to be the same thing. Right. But, but for me, I wanted to take all the information the last 14 years and dial it down to like a practical guide as if, you know, I, I went fishing with somebody or you went hiking with somebody or something like that, that kind of like feel, if you will, you know, like conversations of, have you considered this, right? Have you considered that, right? It's a practical guide. It's not, it's not meant to be a, a technical guide. So for the individuals who are like super technical podcasters, they're going to look at this guide as, well, I already know this information, right? It's one thing that you, if you feel like you're you already know the information, but applying it though, right? So this is like, just a reminder, are you applying the information? So when I talk about the team stuff, like, I make sure that I'm good with Daniela. Like if we don't talk for a long time, I check and be like, are we good? Did I say anything to offend you? Because I'm aware that once we go live on anything, or audio or video, the listeners know us, right? They have enough fragments over the last 300 episodes to kind of get a feel for who we are as people, right? Mm -hmm. So if I know that, they're gonna know if we are not good, if something's off. Right, mm-hmm. so I think understanding those things is like, are you applying that? So it is a practical guy. W- what are you thinking about taxes? What's what's your thoughts around that? Right. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts around music and your your episodes? Right. So mm-hmm. if you do episode, let's say, five hundred, right? Episode you have five, at five hundred, right? You record that episode. You decide to put music in there that you didn't believe was fully cleared. Okay. then you then you're at episode a thousand. And let's say episode 500 was one of the biggest milestones for you. Now you got lawyers coming behind you and saying, hey, you know what? You did something here. Now you have to take this down. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So now that's going to affect a lot when you take it down. So so I think that I wanted to focus on a lot of practical things. Mm -hmm. And and there is one section that talks about software and, you know, the fact that I started with a twenty dollar mic and stuff like that. Mm -hmm, But I really wanted a practical guide, right? Mm -hmm. That individuals be like, well, you know what, this is, and even if you're not a podcaster, you can walk away and be like, I know something now about this. This is, this is a lot. It's not as easy as people just getting behind a mic in a spare bedroom and doing it. There's a lot of work that goes into that, right? So now the software side of things, you know, I was very, very intentional because the first piece of software that I talk about in the book, I'm aware based on our colleagues, nobody's talking about it. Mm. So it talks about like, you know, the copy that says, oh, the secret tool, blah, blah, blah. Like that's intentional. There is a tool in there that nobody's talking about. Right. Mm. And the interesting thing about this tool is that it's worth at least a hundred dollars. So if out of the book, you just get that, It, it was worth you getting the book, right? Mm-hmm. And and what what it does is it just buys you time back. And I'm I'm going to give you a little teases, right? Yeah, it I don't want to ask you directly. Back, <laughs> back, right? Audio and video, yeah. You know, it's one of those things where you can go, you know, make food, maybe you run to the store, and it does a lot of stuff for you, and you get back, and you know, it's that kind of vibe, right? Mm. So I wanted to put that tool first because I'm like, if it's worth a hundred dollars, and it's being and it's being sold already for a hundred dollars on the market, mm. right? So I did my research there, and some companies what they'll do is they'll make it as an upgradable thing, so they'll put it behind a paywall, right, yeah. in a subscription model. Yes. So I'm like, okay, so knowing that, so the value proposition here. So what you're proposing doesn't have that that <laughs> price
2: tag associated with it,
0: right? Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, so it's like I wanted to do something at least like that. So yeah, the chapters. I think we have about 22 chapters in there. Um, And I'm like, yeah, there's this information that's, you know, to the point, you know, the history of podcasting start. we we, know we start there, we talk about that a little bit. So, so yeah, so I'm excited for the value in there as a practical guide, but I am excited for how people are going to respond to like the tool section uh, of the book as well. And, and, you know, we talked about Daniela, I did do a dedication for her in the book as well, because like she's, uh, yeah, she's super dope, man. So Mm
1: -hmm. love that. Ah, That's that's the answer I wanted to hear. That's perfect. (laughs) Um, So who you talked about Daniela, were there other people that you collaborated with in to make this book a thing or was it, was it mostly like internal? Did you reach out to any people to like get some insight on things that you wanted to include?
0: I I didn't want to reach out to anybody to include anything um, because I wanted to be, to my voice but the research was it was everybody that participated And what i mean by that is i spent like 14 weeks on clubhouse mm. doing rooms about podcasting like ama like ask me anything you know mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll see if i can answer that mm-hmm. so the r d for the book came from those rooms on clubhouse so they were like at least an hour and a half a piece two hours and i kept you know answering questions of anybody that had questions about podcasting come up i was looking for the question that was going to be like I never thought about that. Right. Mm-hmm. So if that was the question that came up, if it ever came up, then it definitely made it to the book as, as, as a practical guide. So 14 weeks, you know, I'll, I'll do a room, you know, so you want to be a podcaster or whatever I called it, you know, podcasting tips, tools, and tricks or whatever. And people will come in they'll ask questions and then I will take notes. I will listen to that back and be like, okay, so that could be a chapter that could be a chapter. And, you know, someone came up, you know, towards the tail end of that R and D oh, what about taxes? Hmm. I said, Oh, that's a, that's Mm. a chapter. Just, you know, just the fact that mentioning that taxes can be a thing, the way you're itemizing and all that stuff, you know, you got to be mindful of that. Right. So that became a chapter. And then they were like, well, what about contracts? And I was like, well, people here in perpetuity In perpetuity means forever. Are you aware that it means forever, Mm -hmm. like forever, Mm -hmm. right? Like way beyond your, like you're gone forever. So if they have, you know, rights to your, your, your likeness and stuff like that, forever when you're when you're gone they can use it right and your family is not going to be able to get those royalties for that mm. depending on how that's set up are you are you aware of that so it's, it's really like hey we're going to go for a walk you know boating or paddle whatever the, the thing is called we're, we're gonna we're gonna hang out mm-hmm. and i just want you to consider these things and and how are you going to format that stuff for for your your content mm-hmm. yeah what would you
1: say was your biggest takeaway from creating this book, whether it was a lesson that you learned or, um, you know, something about yourself that you kind of like realized or even just like a
0: anything. Yeah. So, so for the takeaway for me, it was more so like, 14 years, man, we, there's a lot of information and for, and, and I was trying to figure out how to dial that down, um, mm. into not dial it down in terms of like, you know, comprehension, but dial it down into like size, right? Because if, if the book became like a super technical guide, you're looking at at least 300 plus pages. It wasn't, it wasn't designed to go into how to use a particular, you know, set of software. I think I might do something separate for that, You know, this is everything that I use and this is like the game changer in how I use it. I may do like a a separate guide for that, but this one wasn't designed for that. And I I think putting it together, it showed me how much information I did acquire over the years that it gets lost in episodes, Mm. right? So if I do an episode on how to start a podcast, yeah, you'll get some listeners on that, but it'll get lost after a while, right? Yeah. But putting it in a manuscript, That can be distributed, you know, for however long or until, you know, Jesus comes back or whatever, depending on your your faith, you know, uh, spiritual discipline or whatever. Like, I think this was absolutely necessary because I'm not getting any younger. And I think that with a format and a platform like your Barnes and Noble Press, your Google Plays and your Amazons. It allows me to distribute, you know, how I've been thinking about things in such a, a bigger way. Right. And even Google Play, which I'm waiting for it to to finish, you know, my um, account evaluation that they're doing. Uh, first few chapters are going to be indexed on the Internet. Right. So that's going to allow more individuals to experience you know, that conversation and the guide. Right. So so I'm excited for for those things. But I'm excited for the fact that um, I've acquired a lot of information and I wanted to share it in such a way because I realized that people are, some people are readers, right? Some people are podcast listeners. Some people are YouTubers, right? In terms of consumption. Mm-hmm. So I could, at this t- before the book, I was only reaching out to the YouTubers and the individuals, right? So I, I wasn't reaching out to the individuals that read, you know, Sunday morning, you know, tea. You know, they're under their perfectly crocheted blanket or whatever they got. Right. And they got their their Kindle and they're reading a book. I, I wasn't reaching those individuals. Right. Yeah. And now I'm able to do that. And and, and I'm excited about those things, too. Yeah. It's it's honestly super hard to branch out from
1: where your media already exists unless that that method naturally lends itself to other stuff. Right. So, um you know, doing a video podcast, for example, versus doing an audio only podcast, like even the difference between that. Right. Like right. some people absolutely. don't want to only listen. They want to see expressions. They want to they want to see how people are reacting to things. So, you know, just something as small as making that change can can make a difference. And then absolutely. Know, like you mentioned, the book there's a lot of people who you might not have reached unless they were looking for a book or they, they were kind of interested and learning a little bit more of the behind the scenes process of, of creating a podcast.
0: Yeah. It is, it's weird, man, because it's like the, so I launched a book on my, on my birthday, but the response from individuals that I haven't heard from in a long time was interesting. You know, Mm. it's like, it was, it was refreshing, you know, Oh, you know, Great job. Congratulations and stuff like that. And I haven't heard from these individuals in years and years. And I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe at some point I'll understand it, but when you decide to write something and and now you're an author of something or you've collaborated and you're an illustrator of something, and I know you you're you're pretty excellent at, at what you do, it changes things, right? I don't know if it's a perception change or not. I'm still, I'm still like taking it in, mm. but it changes how people, you know, view you, uh, based on like, cause I'm, I'm almost certain that people are still finding out what you do. Right. Oh but yeah. Need, like, right. And when they do, they're like, I didn't know he did that. Right. Yeah. And I think that there's a perception change mm-hmm. that happens and you know, I'm still, I'm still learning. I'm still learning, but I think that, um, going back to your question, there was a lot of information that needed to be shared and I wanted to make it, um, you know, practical.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and like you mentioned, you know, people
1: definitely um, they change their tone a little bit when they're like, "Oh, you did this, right?" And you know, sometimes it's like a surprise, like oh, I'm impressed, and sometimes
0: it's like, "I thought you were only just like a one trick pony type of thing." I was like, eh. "Right, <laughs> that you're only a gamer, or you're only this, you're only that, right?" And it's like, well, hmm. I mean, how would you know if you haven't spent any time, you right. know, with me, right? right? Right, because if you spent content, any time, right? you would have so known. You're, yeah, you're you have me in this time zone or, or warp, or I'm still in this, you know, time that you put me in. Mm-hmm. So I've I never grew outside of that. But you wouldn't know what I've done unless you've like tuned in, right? So I think right. that. Yeah, so so even that. There's the other thing that we kind of touched on before we started recording. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to see if I want to go into that a little bit. Okay, so so we'll do it this way, right? <laughs> we'll do it this way. Yeah. Right. Um. So there was a book that came out by Gary V called "Jab Jab Jab Right Hook," right? Mm. And essentially, the book is like you give a whole bunch of stuff for a very long time, and then at some point, you ask for something. At some point, right? Not not quickly, but at some point you ask for something. And I think that in a process, I'm trying to keep make this super like media professional tone and all that yeah, stuff, right? Yeah. So in a time of, you know, prepping for the book and getting ready uh, to launch the book, you at some point you want to ask individuals that you've supported in the past to support you and the current thing, right? And in whatever what way that see means is it. there's there's a, a you 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 get very surprised by who actually you know does the right hook right At, mm. you know or 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 gives you the the information the love that you're looking for uh once that's done and i think that you've seen that mm-hmm. you know from creating your comic books and and all the things that you've done for creating art uh for different individuals it's like you believe it's Certain individuals that are always going to be, you know, the uh, network. I'll say that way for you, but you learn very quickly it's not right. And I think that you know I'm going through that right. So emotion, I'm still a human being. Emotionally, I'm going through that. I'm trying to figure out well, well, where did I go wrong with that? Is is it me? Is it you know whatever? So I usually try to make it you know I put it on me because I'm like maybe it's something I could have done better to. Have someone reciprocate the same love that I've showed them, you know, et cetera. So I'll say that way. I'll yield there, you know. If you have any additional thoughts on that part, <laughs> feel free. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so
1: the way I move, and I think you're you're similar in, in a lot of ways too, is that um I do things. And, and show love to people and support for people, not for the sake of them doing the same for me at some point, it's more so it's like, Hey, I, I love what you do. I don't, I'm not rich, but the least I can do is at least share what you do with other people. Right. The least I can do is like, tell my network of people, it's like, yo, there's some really cool stuff going on over here that y'all should be paying attention to. Um, You know, that's, that's kind of like, if you, if you ain't got money to support, like at least, you know uh at least tell someone if you like what i do what what that is right um and when that doesn't even happen you're just like i didn't really ask you for anything like I, i'm still not even asking you to do it um uh, but you saw it i know you saw it cuz you, you commented but <laughs> like you know you knew i've been working on this for for however xyz years and um you know it's a little i don't hold it against people or hold a grudge if they decide not to do it because sometimes people you know you you see something or like for example the comic book right uh, someone read the comic book and was like i don't really like this that much that's okay that happens mm. um so i don't expect people to just like 100 percent support you regardless of what you do if anything i would want them to tell me like what they thought of it right like hey yo this was super cool um can I give you some feedback type of thing, right? Like that kind of thing is always helpful too. So sometimes you reach out and ask for feedback or ask for this, that and the third, and you don't get anything back. And I don't know I think as a creator, you have to let go of the fact that that can happen, even right. though you've kind of reciprocated a level of love or affection towards that person's or that person's work that, you know, didn't get sent back. So while I don't seek it, you know, seek people to, to treat, to kind of move the, the way that I do in terms of support. Um, it is a little weird when it happens with like people close and you're like,
0: yeah. <laughs> this <is> yeah. weird.
2: <laughs>
1: Again, I yeah, don't do I these thought, things with the intention. I thought you
0: appreciated, you yeah. know, what what I was doing. I thought you, you said you supported what, what I was doing. So yeah, so it's it's an interesting thing, you know, watching that. Play out, man. But nah. But for real, though, man. Like, if you've seen me around for a long time, and I've had you th- on this thing, and I've you know showered you on that thing, we're not like you said. We're not asking for for you to like, you know, buy the book per se, right? Which is great. Mm-hmm. Always if you do. Yeah. <laughs> Signal boosting is support, right? So I think that as as much as I want everyone to have the book in their hands, I do understand that there are situations that take place that you may not you may not be able to do that, right? So so let's be let's be honest and, and fair about that, right? But I think that um, it does it does affect us, and what we do to move past it is just we just keep creating, right? Because there are other things that need to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said earlier, there are some conversations I want to have in, in manuscript form that are a little bit darker, right? And I do believe I want that conversation to be out on, you know, to the world, right? Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a different audience altogether. Yeah. It's not going to be a, a podcasting audience, it's not going to be a tech audience. Those individuals that are affected by those things may be podcasters, maybe video creators maybe writers themselves, but the, the subject matter is completely, I'll share it with you uh, later on, okay. but it's, um, you know, offline, but yeah. it's, it's a darker matter. Yeah. Right. And, and how I navigate through that is going to be critical as well, because I'm not an expert in that field, but I've experienced the effects of that particular, you know, subject matter. Right. Mm. So that's your teaser for that, right? Okay. But, yeah, but, Exclusive. Support, but support is great. I mean, I love support. I've gotten support from individuals I haven't heard from, from for years, right? And I think that's amazing. And I'm just excited, man. I'm excited that I could look at this thing. Even, even the title was, um, was provocative in nature. It's like, because we believe we know everything about podcasting because we do it. But, but I, I don't. I'm still learning I a lot about myself. Yeah. So, so there's that.
1: Yeah. And I I think um, to kind of like bookend that that what you just said there is that the pursuit of improvement, the pursuit of knowledge is one of the things that makes humans so formidable. And when we lose that, we become stagnant. We kind of become lost to time. So I feel like, you know, the approach that you have with this is is like the right approach. And I think anyone else who's listening to this or watching or, or thinking about, you know, what, what your, what next situation is um, should try to be mindful of that too, because we should in theory, all be working to better ourselves and better the people around us and learn more about the world, you know, when we stop doing that, we kind of stop being—I don't want to say we stop being human, but because mm. machines learn as well. But um, I don't know. You, you just kind of lose a sense of of progression. Mm. And it's just so important. Um, speaking of that, though, where do you think the state of the podcasting world is right now? Like, we we kind of went through. um, a period of time that was not really seen since the bubonic plague honestly like we've never seen an outbreak as immense as this that changed the way our entire world worked like just straight up like people stopped being able to go places right um were there more people listening to podcasts during that time in your experience were there less Is that the same right now as we're kind of moving towards a world of normalcy?
0: What have you observed? I think it changes depending on what platforms you're on. So if you're on like audio on demand, like your Twitter spaces was, you know, extremely heavy. Right. And of course, Clubhouse was extremely heavy. That was like a a very unique time uh, during the pandemic for individuals who are consuming content and be able to to share and collaborate in such a way. Uh, And that platform, you know, we saw a lot of individuals become, you know, amazing at different areas of expertise because of the clubhouses and Twitter spaces. But uh, to to touch on your original question, there's there's a situation right now happening with podcasting where it's becoming so much easier to create Mm -hmm. on the platforms that it's just whether are you going to do it or not? That's that's where we're at, right? Yeah. So, so last year, uh, you have YouTube. What they did was they have a dedicated page for podcasting, right? Hmm. Which I know that. Like, who knew that they were going to do that, right? Yeah. Because there's so much individuals consuming uh, information in that format. They were like, you know what? We're gonna put a dedicated page. YouTube.com/slash/podcasts. That's a dedicated page now. Holy oh, right? shit! They On the platform, that. right? So you have that. The next thing that we saw was Twitter is considering becoming a podcast platform. So we saw that. Uh, The other thing we saw also for for trends and things that are changing is for podcast consumption, number one is YouTube, number two is Spotify,
3: Mm -hmm.
0: right? Tell you a lot, right? Like, Do you want to create content on YouTube, video, audio, and then make that into a podcast? You could, they have a dedicated page now, like what do you want to do about that, right? Then the other thing that we saw, was go live together by YouTube, Mm. the vertical going live together on your mobile platform. If you qualify and you meet the numbers for that, for YouTube, you'll be able to do the go live together on YouTube. That can be a video, right? People watch that. Mm -hmm. And then you strip the audio and then you make it into a podcast. Like there's so many different ways to actually do that now Mm -hmm. that it's like, we didn't have those things. I, well, I'll say this. I didn't have those things back in 2009. No. Right? No. And the people who started in 2004 and 2005, they didn't have the things that we had in 2009. Right. Right? So I think that it's, it's one of those things where you look at Substack, right? Gives you an opportunity to create a podcast and then push it to Spotify. You have Anchor. You mm-hmm. can push, of course, main, main place, Spotify. Anchor's rebranding to potentially becoming... Uh, you know, like a podcast studio type, you know, Spotify for creators type of platform, which they hinted at mm-hmm. via sur- surveys and stuff in recent weeks. I'll say it that way. So it's like we have the stuff. And most of it is free to use. Now, there's a transaction, right? Even though you're not paying, you're giving up something. Yes. Data and time you know, and information and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. but we have so much at our disposal to create. So, I think that between the on demand stuff, like mm-hmm. Twitter Spaces and your, your clubhouse and then podcasts, I think we have a lot of consumption on both sides. Mm-hmm. But I, the, the time that I spent mostly during the pandemic was the clubhouse side of things. And there was a lot of consumption there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. I just learned a bunch of things today. I didn't know there was a, a
1: separate podcasting like division for sure on youtube that's pretty cool yeah yeah i might have to make my next man yeah i might have to make my next uh, podcast live on youtube instead of twitch Uh, oh listen uh. you
0: you, it's it's definitely something to consider because of what they're doing over there and then shorts are going to be monetized Mm -hmm. starting february and then i think super thanks is a thing now on shorts Mm. now youtube they're not playing around man they're they're not playing around They moving and moving. God damn. Yeah. Well,
1: sure. You know, we are nearing the end of the podcast. So chat, if y'all have questions that you would like to ask Andrew or myself, uh, feel free to drop those. Now I'll be reading those as, as we close out the podcast. But before we do that, um, you had mentioned that, you know, the book was going to launch last year, December. Um, Yeah. What, what has life been like um, since basically Thanksgiving, uh, I think the Thanksgiving holiday rush between Thanksgiving to new year's can be kind of chaotic for keeping in touch with people. So what's, what's been going on in your life?
0: Yeah. So, so I'm pretty, um, I would consider myself a pretty private person, even though I'm public facing. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my time is usually spent with, with my immediate family. So, uh, we didn't necessarily travel much during the holidays because we wanted to make sure everybody stayed healthy and and things of that nature because we're still in that world right but for for like writing and preparing for this um i really took i really slowed down the process when i should have rushed the um rush meaning like stayed daily stayed on and stayed on top of like producing right Mm. and I'm glad I didn't rush it. I'm glad you didn't too. Right. Because there was so much to learn between December and, you know, even myself, like uh, one of the situations that, um, what happened that happened for me last year was just, you know, different people couldn't be in my life anymore. Right. And I had to be honest about that. Like, you're not, you're not making me feel good about being with you. Right. Mm. I'm not talking about like, Marriage or anything like that, because mm-hmm. my wife and I are good. Right? I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about like just friends and colleagues that you think they have your best interests at heart, and you're like, but you really don't though, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you have to part ways for that. And what it does is it once it eliminates that that weight, you know, you just have a your focus actually comes back, right, the, where it's supposed to be. And I think that made it easier for me to get back into the groove of okay. I've heard the conversations for the last 14 weeks uh, for podcasts. I know what people are asking and even what they're not asking. I can kind of like hint that the way I format what I'm going to say in the book. Mm -hmm. It's time. It's time.
3: Mm -hmm.
0: It's time. So January is pulling up really soon. I'm like, I'm going to lose a couple of days sleep, but I think it's time. It's time to rock and roll. And then, then we got to the point where the manuscript was done and it was being checked and I was like, okay, it's good. You know, then I, you know, dedication page and and uh you know preface information and chapter layout and yeah, it, it was time and, and and here we are, man. We got here. You got here. The book is out. Yeah. Make
1: sure once again, chat, that y'all check out Andrew's book. I'm linking it once again. Please go give him some love if you haven't already done. So if you, if you're not buying it, share it on social media. Cause that's where so many people are. So share it when yeah, you can. It, um, and yeah, I feel like, um, you know, I just went to a, uh, book reading and, and interview, um, session with a, with an author that was here in Austin and he talked, I'm blanking on his name because my wife signed this up for it, um, but he talked about the fact that he hadn't uh, produced a book in a while prior to his, his you know, most recent one. And he felt bad about it at first, but then realized like sometimes what you got to do is just sit on it and let it cook. And, right. and just like don't, and don't rush it. So that's why when you said like you know you was thinking about rushing in December, but you, you're glad you didn't. Like it really resonated because like I literally was just you know uh, this other published author, of several books, you know millions of copies sold, said the same exact things. Like when, mm-hmm. it's, when it's time, it's time, and you got to keep working on it, but don't rush it because the minute you do that, you know you're gonna put something out and you can be like ah, I wish I had done this. I wish I had done that. And we're always going to be perfectionists because we're our own worst critic. We're always trying to put out our best work possible. And at a certain point, you got to put it out. But at a certain point, you have to say, "I can't rush this, though," because like I, it, I won't be happy with it. And that's what's most important. For um, sure. Beyond that, though, um, I wanted to quickly—I uh, don't know if you heard any of the controversy around Forspoken. Uh, no, or, I haven't. Or What's rather, going on with that? Um, so I don't have the, all the information pertaining to this. Uh, what I do have is um, a video that a particular person put up on the internet. Uh, she's mm. a content creator. Um, I almost don't want to put it up because like, I don't want to, um, I want to draw attention to this without like getting making it go crazy. So, okay.
0: I'll say I'm all curious. that as well. If you could link me to the video, I'd greatly appreciate it. Cause I want to see what that's about. Like, yeah. Um, I want to watch it later. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would love to see what that's about for sure. It's, it's,
1: it's a controversy regarding for on two fronts. One that, you know, it's a car, it's a game that is, uh, you know, black forward, right? The main character is a black woman. And, I'm
3: not surprised by that.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. And, it is, uh, something that I'm personally super excited about, not only because it's a black, it's like black girl magic, literally, but, um, we, the last time we had a, a black female protagonist in like a triple A game, uh, I think was remember me, which is ironic because mm. a lot of people don't remember that game. Capcom. Yes. And, um, I could be wrong. There could be a, another g- game that is a main black female character. I don't remember if there is since then, but um, this is probably like the most prominent one that we have right now. Um, and uh, allegedly like a lot of the development team just like, isn't black. So like, there's mm. not a lot of like black representation in the development pipeline of creating this experience, which um, it doesn't have to be all black people working on the project but
0: doesn't have to be
1: no there there is a certain responsibility with something with this much weight to like have people in the room who are black who can speak to that experience and help you Absolutely. make decisions on the game based on what we know in our own cultures like yo like you don't want to have the first scene not, not that this is the case, but like you don't want to have the first scene some you know girl sitting there just like legs kicked up with some some fried chicken like grease all over her face and shit like right not that they do would ever do that but like there are certain things that we know within our culture that would be like yo you don't want to do this for the game featuring a black character right um so I'll, I'll preface that by saying that or preface that by saying that but allegedly she had like actually want to hear your thoughts on this actually um she had gotten lowballed pretty hard on a sponsored opportunity for ForSpoken, and she's a black woman and okay. she she why'd she get lowballed? she because she's black she believes it's because she's black um, okay. it could very well be it also could very well not be so she you know oftentimes what happens with these sponsored opportunities is they'll ask you you know how much would it cost for you to do this. And then you give them a number. And then usually what happens is there's some kind of negotiation where it's like, all right, we weren't looking to spend that much, mm-hmm. but you know, we can meet you here. Sometimes what happens is it's like, we're just not going to work with you. Cause you asked for too much, which is just a weird thing to do in general. So I don't know if that's what happened here, but allegedly she gave them a number. They came back with a much lower number. And that's all we mm. heard about that. So, Mm -hmm. um, I want to know what your thoughts on are on, uh, you know, if it was egregious for them to lowball her, depending on what the situation is, because again, like, I don't know based on this, this story, like if there was a negotiation phase, Mm -hmm. it it doesn't even sound like it was, but that sounds
0: weird to me. Yeah. uh, So, um. I might take the safe route on, on this, but let me yeah. think about it for a second. Because yeah. there's still a lot of information that we don't know, right? Right. And, and usually when things are presented, the initial thing that happens is we, we whoever the person is, they ask for the budget. What's mm-hmm. your budget?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Depending on what your budget is, then I can ask a number, right? Mm-hmm. So if, So if that information isn't given publicly, then the story... Is different. Mm-hmm. Right. It's all it's so completely if, different. Right. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. if there's a budget and you know what the budget is and you ask the number and the budget is there. You <laughs> should be able to get that number. Right. Yeah. But historically speaking, we've seen this happen before. Mm-hmm. Right. With comedians. Yes. With actors. Right. And at, right. And Netflix deals and some other streaming platform deals and almost always they were people of color. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't hear people who are not people of color having this kind of story come out where they give a number or whatever, and they get lowballed or whatever. If it is, it's rare, Mm -hmm. but, but we don't hear it as often as we do for, you know, people of color. Mm -hmm. So I think I'll, I'll set the stage that way, Mm -hmm. but, um, it's unfortunate in a lot of ways, but I think that the more we know about the details of the story, our initial reaction is always going to be to favor the person of color because we are people of color, Mm -hmm. but we don't know the conversation from her. I believe it's, it's her right. Yeah. To them Mm -hmm. and them to her. Right. Mm If, if, we're just creating a scenario here yes. if she was unpleasant in the conversation we, would you expect to get the same amount of money if you're unpleasant in a in a discussion for a business deal nah right that's what nah. i'm saying so we don't even know yeah. like you know if she was super kind and and bubbly and, and just you know a great human being and then she asked for a number and then she got low but we don't even know like what the detail of that is mm-hmm. right Mm-hmm. So with the clips, the 15 second, the 20 second, I don't even know the length of the video. I'm just throwing that out there, mm-hmm. you know, that we got for a clip that gets released to the world. And then we're like, we, we get, oh man, you know, as a black person, she should be getting this, that we don't, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. She could have been like the worst human being in terms of like doing a transaction yeah. in terms of like, you know, if she was kind or not. And we don't even know that. Yeah, are, are we ever going to find that out, right? So, yeah. so there's a lot of things that will will make us change our thought process, and and you don't, you're not entitled for a big check, right? Right. So again, as
1: as, as as you said, like I want to support her because not only because she's black, but this is for a game that is black facing right before Black History Month. Like, I want to give her the benefit of the doubt, but at the same time, right? Like I've had and- to negotiate many times for.
0: For paid content, paid work that I do with anyone, right, right, and and they say manners will get you in the door, then, then money will, right, yeah, like they that's that's a thing. But let's let's even go with the, let's even make it more personal. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a black person, mm-hmm. right, and just because people are black may see this. That's not and it's not an entitled thing for just because I'm black, you have to support black owned, right, right, right i'll just make it even personal yeah right yeah but if if i'm like a, a bad dude and you don't like me and you know i i'm not a kind human being you're you're not gonna support it doesn't matter what anybody says <laughs> yeah you yeah. see what i'm saying like so yeah. i think like it goes even back to that like yeah. we, ju- we really have to be honest about like the context of the clips that we see online yes and how how it's presented, and and I'm trying to be fair. She could be like an amazing human being. I don't. I've never met her. I don't know, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then in the process of you know asking for the stuff about the contract, you know she gets lowballed and she feels like she shouldn't. And maybe she she has the right to that, right? Mm-hmm. Or she's not a pleasant human being, and they're like, nah, this is what you're gonna
1: get or they don't right. have the budget for it. Like they literally were just like, this is how or much we not have to dedicate the budget for, it, for this, you know? Right. So, yeah. Would you, would you say that a lot of your own, I don't want to get too personal and put your, your stuff out there, but would you say a lot of your own sponsored content has had some level of like back and forth play? Or was it usually like you gave a number and you're like, all right, cool.
0: I think for me, it's, it's always, it always felt like a test. Mm, right <laughs> it, is, it is a game yeah so so being at the being at a place and i can't mention the name of the company that this happened with but i was going to an event right mm-hmm. and then i heard that this company was going to be there mm-hmm. and then it was like oh yeah i'm gonna be there too right i'll see you when i get there mm-hmm. and they're like yeah oh oh you're are you really showing up i said y- yeah I'm, I'm i'm showing up so I said I was so gonna then, be there. I'm gonna
1: be there <laughs> when I
0: when I show up to the event, right? Then it's like, oh, you said you were coming, so we're here at this location. I'm like, all right, I'll pull it up, right? So I pull up. So like when I pulled up, it felt like a test. It felt like mm. was I really going to do what I said I was going to do, or was it just a conversation over the internet
2: mm. that
0: because you were going to be there, it sounded good to say that I was going to be there too. Yeah, yeah. And then once I get there and show up and you're like, yo, you're really here. I said, But yeah, but I told you I was I was coming. (laughs) Why
1: is this a surprise? Yeah. Surprise,
0: right? (laughs) And then we have the conversation, we laugh, you know. They usually have, you know, the counter where you can, you know, grab a, a coffee or a tea or stuff, and you have a conversation, and then they go, The reason that you're here is because we've been working on this for a long time and it's a brand new thing that we're going to launch in our division, and we wanted you to be a participant mm. in, in this thing, yeah. Right? yeah. So I'm like, great, 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 great. All right, let's participate, right? Yeah. So so I, I think those things for me has happened a couple of times where things feel like a test, mm-hmm. but... I think with you and I, our reputation really speaks for itself because we're, we're not trying to do gotcha kind of conversations online. Yes. We may be provocative in how we present certain things, but at the end of the day, we just, we just want to create and just have a good time. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that that conversation is still benefiting me today. I'll say it that way. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, uh, I feel like
1: the takeaway from this is that it's important to, uh, Have the long-term goal, or the or the end game in mind when when moving in in this industry, especially. Um, Absolutely,
0: I don't know. People move around. People move around. People talk, and and people talk, and they remember you. Yeah, they remember you. That's a fact. Yeah.
1: So, for anyone who saw that video, who knows what I'm talking about, just like you know, (laughs) take in every bit of information with a grain of salt, right? Like. Uh, it's so easy for us to immediately react to things and like assume a lot of things about a certain situation, so um you know we 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 had this conversation and talked about this to kind of give some details and context about like why it's important not to jump on stuff right or or um to just be kind of thinking about beyond what you see or hear right away. Like the same thing happened similarly with uh, the Bayonetta three voice actor. Um, And then it turned out that like, you know, she had said that she didn't get paid for a certain thing. And then more information came out that she did get paid for a certain thing and she asked for more. And the developers kind of communicated that like, you know, we're happy to continue negotiation with you, but this isn't what we agreed upon. This isn't what, we specified in our initial conversation, like we can, we can continue this conversation to kind of turn it into something else. So not to say that this is going to happen here, but just to right. be mindful of, of that kind of thing happening all throughout. Um, and I, I just don't want to see this game suffer because of that. You know, not that I have any, uh, not that I have any uh, sway in the matter or any kind of uh, stock in the matter. Um, but as as someone who hasn't seen a game like this before, uh, especially uh, starring a, a black lead, a female black lead, it's almost important for us to kind of like protect the idea of this existing.
0: Yeah. Has she done any interviews that are, that are publicly on YouTube? Cause I want to like see like some of her conversations for, Like Mm -hmm. promoting the game i'm curious right now so i i may dip into that and see if she's done any conversations you know leading up to um the the game release i don't know if it's out yet it's not out yet but um yeah i want to see like her demeanor and conversations and of course media train you know it is what it is but like um you can kind of tell if you know people are just you can kind of tell by Mm -hmm. watching you know some stuff Mm -hmm. but yeah that's interesting man it's um When when there's silos, uh, so for example, I'll just say this, and then yeah, I think it's important to add this for sure. When there's silos, right, and then people are building like you know cult-like followings, Mm -hmm. right, on platforms. Mm -hmm. Whether you look at your Twitch, right, Twitch platform, there's a lot of silos. Streamer talking about streamer, uh, you know, streamer uh, fans and supporters will come into another streamer's chat. Say, oh, how could you say this about my favorite streamer, right? When mm-hmm. you have all those things that happen, right? Drama. It, it can get toxic really, really fast. Like you have things that happen on Twitch. Mm-hmm. I don't see it on YouTube because YouTube try not to play that game, right? Um, <laughs> I see it on, on Clubhouse. I see it on Twitter spaces. So whenever there's cult-like followings in a lot of different things um, and, you know, a certain affinity for a particular demographic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you're in that demographic. Um we have to find ways to remove our biases. Yeah. Yeah. For sure.
1: For sure. I agree. Um chat, if y'all have thoughts as well, feel free to leave them. Um uh most likely in the in the comment section on YouTube. But you know, this is this has been a, a great conversation, Uriah. I appreciate you taking the time to speak with me. I well, appreciate you, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um I think if there's any is there anything else that you want to kind of say to the people before we we head out?
0: I just um go after your dreams, you know if you want to start a podcast, go ahead and start it. If you want to start a YouTube channel, start it. Nobody cares about you. Nobody cares about me. keep it real. Care Nobody you. cares. Just go create the content that you want to create. I and can check out it. the book. Yes. <laughs> check out the book absolutely. Um
1: yeah, y'all, it's been a pleasure. It's been real. It's been a return to the podcast. So, I want to try to do these at least once every 2 weeks. Let's see how that goes. That's going to be my Absolutely. goal. You can do it, man. Yeah. You can do it. Absolutely. All right, y'all. I'm going to uh head out. I'm going to roast some coffee. I might be back on again later today to do some uh, Call of Duty things, but um are you going to be doing any streaming or any uh
0: any delving into mm. any games or content. I think I'm going to check out what's going on with this for spoken stuff, man. I mm. think I'm going to check out that. I may, I think we're, we're planning to record the podcast later today. Okay. So that'll be six thirty four, And, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think coffee sounds really good. I'm about to do that as well. Maybe with some toast and peanut butter.
2: Hey, you know, do that.
0: yes. There's yeah. a little honey
1: on there too. A little, something, something. <laughs> a little banana. Yeah. It's will really be good, man. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. All right, y'all make sure you check out Andrew's book. I would be uh, remiss if I didn't mention that again, but it's podcasting. What you should know. Uh, What you should know about this podcast is Andrew Alliance is amazing. He is a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of positivity, and I would appreciate it if you would uh, uh, at the very least share his book. I'm going to put it in the link one more time. One more again. And with that, We'll end the stream. Thank you all so much. And I'll catch you next time.